This episode is made possible by PwC. Businesses today face countless risks that could come from almost anywhere. Now you can stay ahead of the game with our risk management products and proactively manage threats before they become risks. At PwC, it adds up to the new equation. Learn more at riskproducts.pwc.com. That's riskproducts.pwc.com. Ten thousand. This is the Washington Nationals Minute Cast. Oh, and welcome in to this edition of the Washington Nationals Minute Cast. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. So when you're using your podcatcher of choice, make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you will know when the new podcasts are available. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, what I plan on doing with this podcast is have a series recap. So at the end of every Nationals series, I'm going to recap the games that were played. The initial plan for this podcast was to do one after every game, but there's been some changes in my life. I am recently, I guess it's a couple months old now, I'm the new host of Locked On Capitals, which I'm having a great time with, but that is something that takes up five nights a week, plus I have two kids at home, so you see where I'm going here. There's not a lot of time to do this, but that is the plan going forward as I plan to do a podcast after every national series because I love this Nationals team. No matter what happened, I know we're in a rebuild and all that kind of stuff. I still love this team, and I have great hope for them. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about the last game of the series. I'm going to talk about Josiah Gray throwing five scoreless innings. Let's hear it for Josiah Gray. I mean, everyone wants to talk about doom and gloom about the Max Scherzer and Trey Turner thing. Let's talk about the great acquisitions in Josiah Gray and Kiebert Ruiz. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Juan Soto rejecting his latest contract offer. They've kind of thrown the bank at him, and you know his agent, uh, Boris, said, no, uh, that's not good enough, and that's kind of just his MO anyway. He's not going to take whatever offer is thrown at him. Then we're going to recap the last series uh, that the uh, Nationals just got done playing against the Braves. It was a good game. I mean, a good series, to be honest with you. I mean, they were off to a slow start. And uh, I was a bit concerned, you know, if you're going to judge this team's uh, based almost solely on how they played against the Mets, you might want to turn the radio or the TV to a different channel because, you know, there was some inconsistency in there. And, you know, they are working through some bugs in in the system. I mean, let's be honest, this is a, a reclamation project. This is a rebuild for this Washington Nationals team. Josiah Gray throws five scoreless innings in a Nationals three to one winner, three to one win over the Braves. This is an article in Federal Baseball, and they're talking about how great Josiah Gray is. And I have to kind of lament that, you know, he was one of the guys that, you know, to be honest, I wasn't real familiar with. All I knew last year was at the trade deadline they got rid of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, and I was pretty bummed about it. As was most of the Nationals fans out there because, I mean, Max Scherzer and especially Trey Turner kind of held a fond place in Nationals fans' hearts. 
And uh, But if you look back on it retrospectively and just kind of get a perspective on it, you can see that it was a wise decision uh, because those were two expiring contracts. Or in the case of Max Scherzer, they would have never been able to re-sign him to a new deal. It would have just been too expensive. And uh, in light of that, you know, and they also talk about that the Lerner family might want to actually sell the team now. So there's a lot of uncertainty. We will also talk about that later in the show. So going into Josiah Gray's 2022 debut, Washington National skipper Davey Martinez told the D.C. Press Corps he didn't want his 23-year-old starter worrying about anything but trying to get New York Mets hitters out. Martinez felt the need to mention it. It was because the Nats right-hander and former national Max Scherzer were matched up in the outing, and the fifth-year manager wanted to make sure Gray wouldn't feel additional pressure going up against the pitcher he was traded for in last July's deadline. And you got to think there is a lot of pressure on him. I mean, he's thinking to himself, you know, I am the guy that uh, that the Washington Nationals got from the Dodgers for Max Scherzer, you know, a future Hall of Famer, no doubt, and Trey Turner, probably a future Hall of Famer. So I, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on Josiah Gray and Kiebert Ruiz are, you know, in my mind, I would be thinking, am I living up to my potential Am I, was I worth it? And uh, I don't know if they think that way. Those are just the thoughts that go on. It would go on inside my head. So Martinez says he shouldn't be worried about Max. He should be worrying about their lineup and getting hitters out. And, uh, you know, that's compartmentalizing things. And I think that that's one of the things that's maybe easier said than done. But, you know, I mean, I guess that is a good practice to get into is to is to just, like I say, compartmentalize everything and uh, and just worry about the task at hand. In, in this case, it is about getting the next batter out. Vroom is the better way to buy and sell used cars. Looking for your next ride? Go to vroom.com now to shop thousands of cars right from your phone. Not only can you buy a car on vroom.com, but you can also sell or trade in your old car too. When you buy a car on Vroom, they'll deliver it straight to you. If you sell your car to Vroom, they'll come pick it up, free of charge. No more driving around, getting appraisals you aren't sure are fair. No more dealing with flaky direct buyers. Not with Vroom. Sell or trade in your car with Vroom and try out your new ride for a full week to make sure it's right for you. Go to Vroom.com now to get an instant offer on your used car. Don't wait. Vroom, it's the better way to buy and sell used cars. So head over to Vroom.com now to see what your current ride is worth and check out thousands of cars to find your next one. That's Vroom.com. Vroom.com. $88 billion is just a number, but not when we use it for our community benefits plan. It can be used to help deliver the promise of an education. We'll empower young entrepreneurs through the creation of the Howard University and PNC National Center for Entrepreneurship and uplift small businesses with access to the capital they need in order to grow. It's not just about dollars, it's about change. PNC. Because let's be honest, Nationals fans, this team is going to go through some rough patches this year. This isn't going to be, you know, like the last couple seasons when it was just the all-star lineup with Bryce Harper and uh, Strasburg and Scherzer and Trey Turner. Um, It's going to be a different team for some time. But you know what? I almost am kind of excited about the future of this Washington Nationals team because for the longest time, or I would say at least the four or five years, last four or five years, it seems like it was kind of a carbon copy. You kind of knew 
what was going to happen here and there. You knew that, uh, you know, Rendon and, and uh, Max Scherzer were going to play this great and Zimmerman was going to play that great. You know, you kind of knew the ins and outs of all those different players. But now it's a little bit different. You have a lot of different players on this team that weren't here. You know, a couple of years ago, you take a look at Lane Thomas, Josiah Gray, uh, Kiebert Ruiz. Um, there's just so many different players. And then there's other players that were just added this year as well um, that are really kind of stepping up big time. So I think you're just going to have to be patient with this Nationals team as they kind of try to find their way. Um, through this season because there's no certainty of, of who's going to be on this team. You know, in some cases, I mean, it, I almost feel like I got caught up in a time machine. I see Tyler Clippard and Sean Doolittle out there. And I'm thinking to myself, did I get hit in the head? And am I like three or four years ago? Because this is so strange to see uh, these former nationals back on the team, but a welcome, you know, I, I like Tyler Clippard. I like Sean Doolittle and, uh, we haven't seen Tyler Clippard up on the big team yet, but, um, it sounds like he's just trying to fine tune some of his game down in the minors and then they'll, he'll get his call up and I'm sure he'll do a great job as he did before. Because I, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, Tyler Clippard, there was nothing wrong with him when he left the nationals. I don't remember the exact circumstances of why he left, but it was probably a money thing. But uh, I'm happy to see him back, and I'm also happy to see Sean Doolittle come back. And I think that, you know, in some of these cases, you know, in Sean Doolittle's case, they might try to just um, keep playing him and see what his value is. And if he plays really well, then uh, they might end up flipping these guys. You never know. It's hard to say. But uh, back to the, the Brave series here. After the outing in which he gave up eight hits, one homer, two walks, and four runs total, Gray said he didn't let the pressure of trying to beat Scherzer in the head-to-head matchup get to him. I thought about it a little bit, but tried not to take away from the focus of going out there and pitching. Gray said he quoted MLB.com's Jessica Camarado. Obviously, Max is as good as it gets, so I wanted to go out there and try to match his zeros and keep this team and the game in a position to win. So, you know, that's what he's talking about, just not trying to get his head involved. Start number two of 2022 for the righty was against the Braves in Atlanta. Also a team, I think, that is in a bit of transition where Gray put together what was arguably one of his best outings of the season last summer following the trade. In that August 7th outing, Gray struck out 10 of the 22 batters faced with four hits, two walks, and two runs. One earned allowed in a 3-2 a three to two win in which he received no decision. And uh, they were talking about that, that Davey Martinez and the pitching staff there, they don't want to overwork uh, Josiah Gray. I mean, they're kind of ramping him up. The last thing you want to have happen with your ace starter, and, you know, I think that Josiah Gray is kind of emerging as that, as the Nationals' ace starter, is they don't want to put him in a position where he's going to um, get injured. Because, like I say, that would be the last thing that you would want to have happen. So Gray gave us five strong innings, Martinez said, after the win, uh, which gave the Nationals two of three in the road series. He wanted to go a little longer, but I told him he had 82 pitches, so he was on a pitch count. I think that was good enough for five innings. Gray told reporters, as quoted by Masson's Mark Zuckerman, his manager explained why he decided to go to the bullpen in the sixth with Kyle Finnegan, Sean Doolittle, Steve uh, Chisek, and Tanner Rainey. 
locking down the second win against the Nats divisional rivals. And, uh, you know, that's what you have to do. You have to be patient. You got to see the forest from the trees here and understand that, you know, especially if you're Josiah Gray, I suppose, you know, I've never been a starting pitcher in the National League or in baseball. I don't know what it feels like, but I think that you kind of feel like when you're pitching that you're building a house and, you know, you got us to this point and the team is doing so well. Why are you pulling me out? So I think that there's probably a little bit of that going on with Josiah Gray because the last thing you want to have happen is put all that work into a really great game and then have one of the relievers, which let's be honest, Nationals fans in the previous years kind of let the Nationals down. So in a lot of ways, I think that, uh, you know, he's just got to, you know, kind of have a perspective on it. He reiterated this early in the season. We're not going to push you out there as much, Gray said. It will be a different conversation in June, July, but at this point in time, I'll accept the five innings and hand it over to the bullpen. They did an outstanding job keeping the lead. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a, a good perspective on Josiah Gray um, about that because the Nationals ended up picking up the win. And uh, I think that they can build on that, and Josiah Gray should feel great about his outing. I mean, let's be honest. No matter what you think about them building up, still throwing 90 pitches, you know, the high leverage situations, all that come into play, you know, especially these kind of games like that. So getting through and bringing someone in fresh that they haven't seen was part of where we were trying to accomplish. So like I said, he kept us in the game and did great, and we had fresh arms out there with those guys, and I wanted to get them in the game. And, uh, you know, that's that's what, you know, on a pitch count, that's what they talked about doing. And they were also talking about that, you know, Josiah is uh, Gray is working with a new catcher, and sometimes he may have some issues with the sequencing out there. So what they didn't want to have happen was have the Braves have too many looks uh, at Josiah Gray, so then they could start pecking away at him. So they wanted to keep it fresh out there. And I think they did a good job with that. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Josiah Gray can do out there. I think that, uh, you know, right now it's kind of unknown as to how uh, he's going to end up playing in the long term. And if it was uh, the right move to make by, you know, the biggest move, uh, the part given up was Trey Turner. Uh, Trey Turner is a bit of a four-leaf clover. You can't just uh, replace him anywhere. All right, after the break here, we're going to talk about Juan Soto. Juan Soto rejected his most recent deal with the Nationals, and uh, why was that? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back to the Washington Nationals Minute Cast. It's been a while since I've done one of these, so you can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. If you want to send me a message, uh, I would sure appreciate it. Let me know what your thoughts are on this Nationals team this year. Do you think that they will do anything? Do you think they will be cellar dwellers? Or is, are they kind of an outlier? Do you think that they might do something bigger? It, it remains to be seen. So in this uh, next segment here, we're going to talk about Mike Rizzo trying to sign Juan Soto. And what Juan Soto has said is that he kind of wants to see uh, what kind of team is going to get built around him? Because, you know, he's getting to that point where he's one of those elite players out there. And he doesn't want to sign a long-term deal for not enough money, A. And B, he doesn't want to sign a, con- a long contract for a team that's not going to contend. Because, you know, money can be a motivator for a lot of people. But for a lot of these professional athletes, it's more than just money. Pay me? Sure. You know, they all want to get paid as they should. But it's more than just that. They want they want to play on a team that wins because, I mean, I've seen that happen in all of sports where, you know, some guys are motivated merely by money. And what happens is that um, 
they they're miserable because they're playing on a team that that's not contending and you know in a lot of cases it doesn't matter how much money they made they're miserable so Mike Rizzo has called an extension for Juan Soto the Nationals number one priority as the right fielder's accomplishments grow so does his price tag on Tuesday Juan Soto became the fastest national player to reach 100 career home runs in the seventh active player to hit the century mark at age 23 and younger, according to Elias Sports Bureau. Perhaps more importantly, he's justifying playing the long game with his extension, having turned down a 13-year, $350 million contract extension offer this winter, which would have been the third largest by total value. In March, Soto signed a one-year $17.1 million contract to avoid arbitration and has had two arbitration years remaining unless an extension is agreed upon. And according to what I hear about his agent is that he's not the kind of player that's going to do that. His agent will not let that happen. He will let it ride out until the last moment. And then, you know, if they can come to an agreement, then sign them. But they're not going to just be like, yep, that's good enough. First contract offer, that's good enough. We're dealing with, a, you know, a legitimate uh, franchise player in the form of Juan Soto. I mean, if he left the team, this team would be floundering for some time. I mean, they would lose their identity. And it kind of makes you wonder if that's why the learners are talking about selling the team. We'll talk about that later in the show. But it makes you wonder, you know, what was behind all of that. Why, why all of a sudden did uh, they want to end up selling the team? It's been rumored out there that Ted Leonsis might want to buy the team. That would be an interesting move. We will talk about any possible suitor later in the show. The question then would be whether he becomes the MLB's first $500 million player. And, uh, you know, that's... You know, I think he's worth it. I mean, wouldn't you say that he's worth it? I think that uh, if there's a player on the Nationals that would be worth that kind of money, it would definitely be uh, Juan Soto. This article is from Front Office Sports. Um, but I think that, you know, they need to come to terms with him before the end of the contract. Whatever it is, they need to sit down with his agent. They need to sit down with Juan Soto, and they need to uh, sit down with Rizzo, and they need to come to terms with what are they going to do with him because, like I said, could you imagine this team without Juan Soto? I don't want to think about it. Do you guys want to think about it? I don't want to think of a Nationals world uh, without Juan Soto on the team, and uh, I hope they can figure it out because, like I say, I mean, unless they have something big up their sleeve, um, I don't think that that is going to be the case. So let's hope for the best on that. In some cases, that's all you can do is hope for the best, right? And uh, I know I know that the contracts are going back and forth, the talks are going back and forth, but uh, they need to to retain him. All right, after the break here, we're going to talk about a young prospect in the Washington Nationals organization. We're going to talk about Cade Cavalli. Yes, Cade Cavalli, a name you've heard for years around the Washington Nationals organization. When will he get his big shot on the team you know, I think that if, you know, it's make or break for Cade Cavalli, it's a name of... Vroom is the better way to buy and sell used cars. Looking for your next ride? Go to Vroom.com now to shop thousands of cars right from your phone. Not only can you buy a car on Vroom.com, but you can also sell or trade in your old car, too. When you buy a car on Vroom, they'll deliver it straight to you. If you sell your car to Vroom, they'll come pick it up. 
free of charge. No more driving around, getting appraisals you aren't sure are fair. No more dealing with flaky direct buyers. Not with Vroom. Sell or trade in your car with Vroom and try out your new ride for a full week to make sure it's right for you. Go to Vroom.com now to get an instant offer on your used car. Don't wait. Vroom, it's the better way to buy and sell used cars. So head over to Vroom.com now to see what your current ride is worth and check out thousands of cars to find your next one. That's Vroom.com. Vroom.com. For America's climate goals, investing in clean energy adds up. But what doesn't add up is an additionality requirement for clean hydrogen. Additionality would put an unnecessary and inequitable burden on domestic clean hydrogen producers and have serious consequences for America. America needs clean hydrogen, but an additionality requirement just doesn't add up. Get the facts at cleanhydrogentoday.org. Paid for by the Fuel Cell and Hydrogen Energy Association. Almost folklore around the Washington Nationals organization. Give him his shot now. I think he deserves it, don't you? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back to the Washington Nationals MinuteCast. You can find me on Twitter at DanCaps218. You can listen to my other podcasts. It's Locked on Capitals. And you, if you happen to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, you can listen to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers MinuteCast. All of those are available on all of the major podcast platforms. So uh, like I was talking about, in this segment, Cade Cavalli is a pitcher, a prospect in the Washington Nationals organization that uh, has been talked about for years. Almost folklore. The Cade Cavalli, when is he going to get his shot? Well, like I say, this team is in rebuild, and what better time than now to give Cade Cavalli his shot at the big team? I think now would be an excellent time. So GM Mike Rizzo told reporters at the beginning of the spring training last month that top pitching prospect Cade Cavalli would let the club know when he was at the point in his development where the club could call him up to make his MLB debut. Well, I think that that time is now. What do they have to lose? And when you take a look at a lot of the pitchers that are out there for the Nationals right now, I challenge any of you, unless you are some staunch, hardcore Nationals fan or some baseball fan in general, to identify with some of these pitchers and or players that are on this team that, uh, you know, to be honest with you, uh, without a Google search, I have never heard of before. So Cade Cavalli is a young pitcher in the Washington Nationals organization that I think deserves a shot. Cade is going to tell us when he's ready to pitch in the big leagues. I think Rizzo explained to members of the press gathered in West Palm Beach, Florida, he's got electric stuff. He's got an elite package. We know that. He just needs time to refine it a little bit. And the pace of that is up to him. He's an extreme hard worker, and he's got to take it at his pace. But he's going to let us know by his performance when he's ready. And as always, what we've done here with myself as the GM, when he's ready, he's going to be here. And that's kind of an interesting thing to say. Do you think Cade Cavalli's just going to say, hold off and say, you know, I'm not ready yet? That just seems like an interesting thing to say. I've never heard anything quite like that that uh, he will let us know when he's ready. When, when, have, when is the last time you've ever heard that? Isn't it uh, 
you know, the GM or the scouts or the manager, they say, hey, this guy's ready to go up. In any case, that is the story that Rizzo is telling us, and he's sticking to it. Cavalli, the club's top pick in the 2020 draft, threw at the team's alternate training site in his first pro year, then started at High H Wilmington in 2021 and ended up in AAA Rochester in the national system with a 3.36 ERA, 60 walks, and 175 strikeouts and 24 starts and 123 in the third inning pick, innings pitched um, uh, across the three levels in the organization. So the biggest thing for him as well, excuse me, the biggest thing for him as well, tell the, the young boys and even the veterans in our system, Nats uh, skipper Davey Martinez said early in spring training, if you can't throw the ball consistently over the plate, the struggles are going to be big for you, especially when you get up here and the hitters are so much better, I think, because they got a good eye. So he's one. I watch him. He's been 0-2 on a lot of hitters. He still has this little thing about striking guys out and burying pitches. And I said, no, I said, some of the best pitchers I've known, they attack the strike zone. They got hitters out three pitches or less. They were in the fifth, sixth inning with 70 pitches. So, I mean, he has to work on his control a little bit, and it's a valid point that the the um, hitters in the um, Major League Baseball are much better in Minor League Baseball. I don't think that is a novel statement to make, but I think that, you know, in a lot of ways, the only way he's going to get better is by getting reps on the big team. And I think, like I said, what better time than now? I mean, this isn't the Nationals of old. This is a rebuild team. This is going to be a years-long process. So I think give him his shot. I mean, we know... I think that most Nationals fans know that they're not going to contend this year, so what better time than now? I said with your stuff, I think you can be one of those guys. I really do. There's a point where you can overpower somebody, but it's just about throwing strikes and and doing that consistently. So he's in a good place, and I'm looking forward to watching him from the start this spring. The righty felt comfortable pitching against big, big league hitters. I felt like I belonged here facing those kind of hitters, and I think I showed today I can go and compete with anyone um, that he told Mark Zuckerman in, in an interview after his initial outing in the Grapefruit League action. He fit right in, Cavalli's manager added, and I think that he did too. I watched a portion of that game, but you know, maybe there are some things that he needs to work on, but like I say, give the guy his shot now, um, you know, because as the team gets more established, I mean, it's going to be even harder for him to find his spot on the team. It's just going to be. So I think that uh, that's what they need to do. Like I say, what better time than now to work him into this Nationals team, this rebuilding team? I think now is the time. All right, this has been the Washington Nationals Minute Cast. I didn't get quite to all the game review that I wanted to. There's so much news that I haven't got to because I haven't done one of these podcasts in a while, but that is the plan going forward is that I will do a series recap on all these games. And I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Washington Nationals Minute Cast. I look forward to talking to you guys again next time. Thank you for listening. Vroom is the better way to buy and sell used cars. Looking for your next ride? Go to Vroom.com now to shop thousands of cars right from your phone. Not only can you buy a car on Vroom.com, but you can also sell or trade in your old car too. When you buy a car on Vroom, they'll deliver it straight to you. If you sell your car to Vroom, they'll come pick it up. 
free of charge. No more driving around, getting appraisals you aren't sure are fair. No more dealing with flaky direct buyers. Not with Vroom. Sell or trade in your car with Vroom and try out your new ride for a full week to make sure it's right for you. Go to Vroom.com now to get an instant offer on your used car. Don't wait. Vroom, it's the better way to buy and sell used cars. So head over to Vroom.com now to see what your current ride is worth and check out thousands of cars to find your next one. That's Vroom.com. Vroom.com.